0: Still nothing. No defensive coordinator results, another player transfer portal. Now I'm just getting older. You are locked on Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Colkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day, part of the Locked On Network. Whether you're watching this show on YouTube or wherever you're going to download this podcast, it's free, and I really do appreciate your support. Show your appreciation. If you're watching on YouTube, become a subscriber. It's quick. It's easy. It's free. Click that red subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button. Smash it. And don't forget to hit that bell notification. That way you will not miss one episode of Locked on USC. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on to get started. So I went to bed the other night. must have been around 11, 1130. And I, I guess I either missed a private message that somebody sent me and or I just fell asleep. Didn't hear it. But uh, I woke up, and a friend of mine sent me this message. He said, hey, you might want to check this out, Mark. Uh, high school coach who I used to coach with, uh, he's close friends with such-and-such such player and the family uh, who plays for USC currently. He just spoke to the family, and they are confirming that it's Tony White, and they just spoke with him on the phone about making the move. So that basically, my everydayers will know that on yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, I said there's a lot of smoke swirling around Tony White. Well, all of a sudden, there was, you know, smoke was getting a little bit thicker. I get that message when I wake up in the morning. I said, okay, I'm familiar with the high high school coach's name, recognize that. And I have to take his word for that he spoke with the player's family. Uh, who got the word from, you know, what everybody's assuming could be U- USC's next defensive coordinator? I considered that pretty solid intel, knowing that you know there had been contact between Tony White's people and USC. That I know, uh, and I also know the person who gave me all this this tidbit. Uh, I know that he hangs around with the inner circle crowd at USC, as far as money, you know, money movers, shakers, that type of thing. Um, and I also know, you know, during the season, I see who he's hanging out with, tailgating with quite a few members of the family on the team, players of the team. So in other words, my skepticism was at a, at a minimal. I had reasonably, right. This is, this might be some good information. I'm going to run with it. So here we are end of the week. And depending on what time you're watching this episode of Locked on USC. There's still no official defensive coordinator announcement. So do I have some scuff marks on me? Yeah. Felt like I got run over by the bus a little bit. Again, there's, there hasn't been any denial, official denial, because you know he's also being looked at for head coaching positions. I wrote that Tony White was the guy on wearesc.com and that the deal was done. And it still could be. But when one of the guys who I work with disagrees, then it kind of creates some confusion. That's how this works. It's, that's kind of the nature of the beast uh, when this type of stuff is coming down the pipeline. One person hears this, another person hears that. For me, this isn't about being first with the information. That's not what this is about. I'll make that very clear. I'm just trying to read the tea leaves. Trying to provide the best information available at the moment. So, anyways, whatever is going to happen will happen when it happens. Now, with that said, it's been a month. (laughs) Well, almost a month. And if they don't announce a new defensive coordinator by the end of this coming weekend, uh, it will be a month come Monday, Tuesday. Jim Leonard, Tony White, Tony Gibson. North Carolina State. That was another name that came up late, uh, recently. Pete Kielkowski, who is currently the defensive coordinator with the Texas Longhorns. Who, by the way, um, Pete, he has a relationship with USC's athletic director, Jen Cohen. So question, is she encouraging Lincoln Riley to maybe wait around for Pete to be available? Does he want the job? Uh, USC's athletic director, Jen Cohen. She spoke recently with the LA Times' Ryan Karchi, and this is what she said, a couple of things. Uh, She is involved in the process, uh, but the decision, she said, is going to be ultimately belong to Lincoln Riley. In the end, he gets to make the choice. As far as timing, uh, Athletic Director Cohn asked for patience. She described the search this way. There is a healthy combination of urgency with diligence. Ultimately, we will get the right person for this job, and that's the most important thing. I agree, absolutely. Most important, get the right person in there for the job. Uh, she continued. You want to act with urgency. You want to make sure that you're going through the uh, through your candidates and doing your process for that. But you also want to be diligent enough in this landscape that we're in, where there's so much movement and change that there's just starting that that's just starting the domino effects. We still have some conference championship games to be played. So there's going to be more change and churn in the whole landscape of college football. And so we're going to get the right guy and we're going to get him hired as soon as we can. But we're going to make sure that it's the best person for the job. End quote. Look, that's exactly what you want to hear, right? All the right things were said right there. A little bit of athletic director forward slash coach speak. But, um, all the right, all the boxes were checked. She said what we needed to hear. Now, as far as who is out there coaching this championship weekend, um, the Pac-12 championship game obviously takes place. If you're watching this episode on Friday, Friday evening, Washington, Oregon. I don't believe USC is engaging in either defensive coordinator at either of those programs. On Saturday, Oklahoma State, their defensive coordinator, his name is Brian Nardo. He's taking on Texas, beat Kikowski. Georgia, they're playing this weekend. They're taking on Alabama. Georgia's defensive coordinator is Glenn Schumann. a good name. Alabama's defensive coordinator is Kevin Steele. He's not leaving the SEC. He's been there forever. He ain't going anywhere else. Can USC convince Glenn Schumann to come out? I don't know, possible. But there's a good chance uh, if Georgia wins that game, they're going to go deep into the playoffs. So I don't know if USC wants to wait around. You've got Michigan. They're playing Iowa. Is uh, Michigan's defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, is he ready to uh, make an announcement? Is Phil Parker ever going to leave Iowa? Probably not. And then you've got Florida State versus Louisville. I haven't heard either one of their defensive coordinators' names uh, mentioned in, in conjunction with USC, the USC job. So I'm not sure why USC needs to wait till these games are over because it kind of gives the impression that SC is in it for some of these guys. And at least three of those guys, like I mentioned, they have a legit shot to go deep into the playoffs. Texas, Georgia. Um, who else is in there that USC might consider? And, oh, Phil Parker. Um, so, again, the only names that have popped up, I mentioned Pete. I mentioned um, Glenn Schumann at Georgia. Look, Phil Parker, if he were to leave Iowa, that should be the dude, right? But it kind of feels like Jen Cohn is just giving Coach Riley some latitude. Let him kind of feel around, make sure he feels comfortable with whomever he wants to hire. Here's my question. Would USC be in this situation if it was addressed after the Cotton Bowl like everyone knew it should have been? I have a feeling there would be a lot more interest with uh, Caleb Williams coming off with USC and Caleb Williams coming off an 11-win season. Right now, this new guy who's going kind to of come in, uh, he's dealing with the you know, the negative perception. A question about Riley's ability to build a roster and a champion. True or not, that's the shade right now that's kind of hanging over Lincoln Riley. Not saying it's accurate. I'm saying that's the perception out there right now. And then you also have the USC roster as a whole that's going through a transition while the program transitions into the Big Ten Conference. And there, there are some of, you know, There's obviously, I don't know, I I don't want to say there's something wrong under the hood with recruiting, but I think they need to look under the hood and see, you know, why aren't they, why isn't that engine revving the way it should be? Here's how I want to end this segment. How many of you have seen that movie, My Cousin Vinny? You know, the one with Joe Pesci, Marissa Tomei. For you folks who are bad with actors' names, the guy from Goodfellas who was a psychopath and who likes to make people laugh. Well, he doesn't, but Joe Pesci, that guy. And Marissa Tomei, that's Peter Parker's aunt from Spider-Man. Okay. So do you remember that scene from My Cousin Vinny when Peter Parker's aunt, Marissa Tomei, she's stomping her feet, talking about her biological clock ticking? That's me right now. I'm standing around and, I, and I'm watching, watching friends get married, divorced, and i'm watching new head coaches getting hired and i'm over here and i'm watching myself just get older day by day and uh trying to decide who's going to be USC's next defensive coordinator look i'm good with due diligence and i'm usually a pretty patient person come on let's let's get this done right anyway i'm going to be heading to uh I, i'm Planning to go to the Mission Viejo uh, high school uh, football game. They're playing, I think they're taking on Granite Hills this weekend. If nothing new is broken by the time that game started, uh, I'll see what I can pick up on the sidelines down there. There'll be some you know, high school coaches, college coaches out there, and other folks in the know, hopefully. So we'll see what I can find out. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is literally no better time than to, to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. They have a wide range of betting options, including uh, the player point spreads. You've got player prop bets. You've got over unders. You've got a whole bunch of other ways. So visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports today is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts on Lockdown, plus the national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So let's keep score. Austin Jones, he's out of eligibility. Rayleigh Brown, he's jumping into the transfer portal. That's one and a half running backs. Well, Rayleigh Brown, running back slash Wide receiver, and now we've learned that Darwin Barlow has jumped into uh, jumped on the transfer train. There you go, Marshall Lloyd. He's still deciding if he's going to return to USC. He's a redshirt junior. So if he don't if he decides to jump to the NFL, this is what you're left with in USC's running back room. Your veteran leadership is preferred walk on Matt Colombo. He's a redshirt junior. St. John Bosco, really good, uh, productive running back in high school. I don't know if he's going to get the opportunity at USC. You have behind, well, when I say behind him, as far as veterans, you have two freshmen, Quentin Joyner and a Marion Peterson. When they start spring camp, they will be considered second-year players. And then you have another true freshman coming in, Uh, Byron Black, Brian Black, with the 2024 recruiting class. USC has also been known throughout her history as tailback U. USC's got a really rich history of running backs. But lately, it's kind of just been a school with a couple of running backs. Here's, Here's what's going on right now. There's not a lot of depth. And the way USC used or misused their running game in 2023, it kind of makes me wonder how much love is Coach Kyle McDonald, is his room getting? We know that USC missed out on a couple of their top running back uh, targets in this coming class. And they showed a little interest, or a lack of interest, I guess I should say, in some of the local prospects. Is that what's happened to tailback you? There's usually guys just waiting for a turn to say, I want to go to USC. Think about this. There was a time when Marcus Allen played fullback. He was blocking for Charles White. Both of those guys won the Heisman at USC. Reggie won the Heisman at USC. He shared that backfield with Lendale White. Okay. I, I And I look, I get it. The game has changed. It's, it's, it's progressed. It's more of a passing game than a running game now. But I would love for USC to still be able to maintain some of her identity, please. Especially going into the Big Ten Conference or whatever they're going to call it. I'm just going to call it the Big Conference. Weather isn't always going to be a factor. I I know big conference fans like, oh, wait till you have to play, you know, the Big Ten Conference. The weather, the cold, the wind, the snow, the rain, yada, yada, yada. I've I've addressed this before. It's not that big of an issue. And and as far as next year is concerned, 2024 schedule, USC does not leave the West Coast after October 19th. That's their last road trip to the East Coast. They play Maryland on October 19th. And then after that, USC, their next true road game is November 2nd at Washington. Their only other road game is at UCLA. In other words, in Pasadena, up the 110 freeway from USC. (laughs) Look, when I say I would love for USC to maintain some of her identity, I'm not asking Lincoln Riley to go three yards in a cloud of dust. Not even close to that. By the way, God wants four yards. If you're going to run the ball, you want four yards per pop. But I would love, just on occasion, because to show because they can do it, I would love for it to see USC pull a Michigan. And do to Penn State what Michigan did. Run the ball 32 straight times without throwing a pass. Move the ball, get first downs, score touchdowns, and win the game. The transfer portal will be officially open for business starting December 4th. There's a handful of guys in there right now, and there's going to be a lot more joining. But right now, like Matt said, USC has a few young dudes, and Matt Colombo, who's good, but he's not going to be USC's next great tailback. Uh, You know, prove me wrong. (laughs) I'll be, I will be the first person to say, "Hey, you know what, Matt? You're the dude. I apologize." And this isn't a slight against Matt. Let's just, let's just be. Pragmatic about this. If you're not a scholarship running back at USC, you're not going to be up on the depth chart. Look what happened to Darwin Barlow. He was productive. And he was still being used as little as possible. Look, Amarian Peterson, he's the big back on the team right now. And as of this moment, Marshawn Lloyd is still on the team. He hasn't made any type of declaration one way or the other. Quentin Joyner, young back, who really flashed when he had his few carries. But numbers-wise, USC needs to find another playmaker type. Another running back. Probably use another big back, too. That's what USC is going to hit the transfer portal with. I don't know how comfortable Lincoln Riley and Kyle McDonald feel with those numbers. And if Marshawn Lloyd does choose to go to the NFL, you need more. You need more than a couple of second-year running backs and a true freshman and Matt Colombo. You need more than that. I'm sorry. You just do. So we'll see what happens. L, oh, and I apologize. Then the true freshman coming in with the 2024 class. You need a veteran running back or two. That's all I'm going to say on that. So. Friday. Woo! Finally. My brand. I wasn't sure if I was going to do this or not. And I am still not sure if I should do this or not, but I'm going to do it anyways. There are some really ungrateful and truly miserable people in life today, and I, I, these people—some of them, not all of them—some are just you know miserable for whatever reason. These people actually think, or they believe, that they are due every detail, that they should be included in every little thing and know what's what. Guess what? If you're going to live behind an anonymous keyboard and shoot your arrows, that's fine. But just understand, you're still watching and hanging around onto every word I say, which is something, which is, which I guess, something I appreciate. But It isn't something you ungrateful and miserable people get to experience. In other words, you get to go through life being anonymous. No one's hanging on every word you make. Um, If you want to critique and pretend that you know something, fine. I put myself out there. I can take the slings and arrows. This is all I have. Take off your mask, which, by the way, those things don't work. And when I say the mask, I say, take away the anonymity. Show your face. Put your name on it. Put yourself out there. Look, you might get under my skin for a minute or two. And then I kind of remind myself, hey, you know what? They're listening to me. They're watching me. And I'm getting paid to do this. And you're not. So please, do not expect anything. It's like me expecting every single college football fan, even the USC fans, to have common sense. Doesn't happen. It's a hard ask. Look, I'm not going all Dabo Sweeney on you right now. Remember, you got called out. However, my record stands on its own. I'm right a lot more than I'm wrong. It's not a brag. That's just... It is what it is. So, yeah, it is a brag. And look, I didn't break my arm either. Like I said, when you put yourself out there every day making predictions with games, picking this your team to win by how much, whatever, it's not life or death, okay? Have some fun with it. You're not always going to be right, though. I'm not always going to be right, I guess I should say. So, chill out appreciate what others do for you sometimes for free look i get it everyone's time has a there's a value put on it you put a value on your own time and it's pretty obviously pretty obvious to me that you value the time you're spending it with me so i don't know maybe if you had a purpose in your life you'd see things differently you know, people who are constantly negative and always looking to point out the negative and pretend like, ooh, I'm going to get that dude. It's usually because you are got a problem with in your own life. You're always looking for the negative. Well, that's okay. This world needs people like you to remind the rest of us that being mer- miserable and, and ungrateful means, you no, know, typically people don't want to be around you. I don't want to associate people with people like that. Again, I'm open for criticism. Bring it. But if your name is XYZ456782 Johnny, you're not real. You're just a troll. You have a right to your opinion, but you do not have the right to expect anything. Do not expect me to give up my source or to explain to you in every little detail how I come across my information. Sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it's delayed. But no, you don't have the right to know who I spoke to, how I found out, all the all the details. What you deserve for free is the information I bring to you. And if you didn't like the information, you know where to go and you know where to come back to but I wanna make one thing very clear. I do appreciate all the listeners and all my viewers. What I don't appreciate is people thinking that they know better and acting like, hmm, well, it's a family show. You use the word that you wanna describe. Like I said, trying to appreciate what other people do for you. You don't like it, leave. Stop making other people miserable. I'm going to say. So I will be back with another episode of Locked on USC next week, Monday. If news comes down that we have a new defensive coordinator, I will have a reaction to that. So until then, everyone, you know what to do. Have a great weekend. I look forward to you coming back to Locked on USC next week, part of the Locked on Network. When you're not here, you know to head on over to wearsc.com. We still got that silly subscription going. Take advantage of it. All right. Tell everyone, you know what to do.